Hey, My Mom's Basement listeners, you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, and Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. You know how I get ready for St. Patty's Day? It's all about St. Practice Day, because practice makes proper. Proper number 12 Irish whiskey is a rich and smooth blend of golden grain and single malt, aged four years in bourbon barrels. Or try Irish Apple, a delicious blend of Proper's award-winning Irish whiskey with crisp and fresh notes of Irish Apple. Join me for a proper St. Paddy's Day and find yourself some Proper number 12 Irish whiskey. Pour the roar. Hello and welcome to My Mom's Basement and the 300th episode spectacular edition of My Mom's Basement presented by 3G and Barstool Sports. I am your host, Robbie Fox, along with my co-pilot, Clem. And Clem, we've got a big show today. We've got a guest today. I'm sure the people have seen it in the headline and in the thumbnail. We convinced Dave to come on the show. We got the big man, the boss man, the... uh... The head of the galaxy. I'm trying to think of ways to say Darth Vader without saying Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got him. He's here. And uh, Chancellor Bordenoy instead of Chancellor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, we, we didn't mention Mon Mothma Chancellor now. Congrats to Mon Mothma. Left the Chancellor. Oh, she's the Unreal. best. Every time I see Mon Mothma, I smile. And uh, just like with Dave, he's become the Emperor Barstool again. And here we are. Uh, happy. The Empire has risen again. It's it's almost like it kind of is like the uh, the rise of Skywalker. It's like Dave Portnoy has rebought Barstool Sports. I was like, wait, what? What happened? That was kind of what so, happened. Somehow in her life, right? Portnoy returned. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great interview. We talked all about Ahsoka and the general Disney Star Wars shows, Dave's Star Wars fandom in general. You know how I get ready for St. Patty's Day? It's all about St. Practice Day because practice makes proper. Proper number 12 Irish whiskey is a rich and smooth blend of golden grain and single malt, aged four years in bourbon barrels. Or try Irish Apple, a delicious blend of Proper's award-winning Irish whiskey with crisp and fresh notes of Irish Apple. Join me for a proper St. Paddy's Day and find yourself some proper number 12 Irish whiskey. Pour the roar. Without further ado, let's get into this interview with Dave Portnoy. (laughs) All right, welcome back to the show. Now joining us, a very special guest. We've had a lot of Star Wars fans on the podcast, a lot of Star Wars fans from The Office. Apologies to Jeff D. Lowe, Ken Jack, Devlin, a lot of our geek friends. This is our favorite Star Wars fan to talk about the galaxy far, far away with. I like Dave Portnoy. What's going on, Dave? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you in a good mood? Is today a good day for you? I know. Yeah, you no, a I, lot it, of shit it, to do today. It's been a busy day, but I'm in a good mood. It's it's um, it's whatever. It's back to the grind. But yeah, it's been one thing after another. And now you're going to end your day talking Star Wars with the nerds, the baseball <laughs> yeah, boys. Which is fun. I, I like talking Star Wars. You're my, you're right. my guy, Robbie. When I have Star Wars issues or questions or whatever it may be, uh, I'm quick to reach out to you. So I know you're, the sequel trilogy kind of like kickstarted your Star Wars fandom. Yeah, that's, that's the fair. Movies with Ray and stuff. You love that. But The Mandalorian obviously hit at the perfect time after that. Baby Yoda became the center of your heart. Seemed like you always appreciated Star Wars before all that, though. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah, I always appreciated Star Wars and, and was kind of fascinated by it. And I'd seen all the movies like a few times. But you're right. Yeah, chronologically, like the new ones with Ray, I loved. Like, and I, I would tell people, it's like, you don't even have to like the old ones. Like they can almost stand by themselves. I thought they were that good. Um, 
And then Mandalorian came along at the right time, and uh, I've been consuming everything new really since then. I do have a question. Yeah. I don't know how long they've been doing it. But the beginning of the Star Wars on like Disney when they show like the different helmets, mm-hmm. like that's the best like beginning for anything ever. It's it's good, yeah. How they change it up with the shows too. They're, Just since Mandalorian. So, oof, they're so good. Yeah. I mean it, the Star Gets Wars has right a lot of good move. beginnings though, with the yeah, they long do. time with going a galaxy far yeah, 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 away yeah, yeah. to scroll. But, yeah. But when you turn the lights off and you're on your Disney Plus and that thing comes on, it like locks you in. No, agreed. I love thinking of Davy Page who's just turning on the Disney Plus and he just gets sucked into the din and the yeah. little things going on. Yeah, it's very cool. I don't want to get too involved in your personal life, but is this the sort of Star Wars the sort of thing where you're like, honey, come over. We're watching Star no, Wars. No, I time. watch it alone. Just alone. Just, just yeah, you, you going to bed and watching she, nerd She shit. is not into the Star Wars stuff. No. I love that's she, a basement boy move. Yeah, she kind of <laughs> likes like the 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 man the baby Yoda like cuteness, but she's not watching the shows with me. Yeah, no, it's fair. Who doesn't love Baby Yoda, to be honest? You're a psychopath. I think the one thing we pointed this out last week that proves you as a true Star Wars fan is you never took a shot at the Star Wars logo on the Dragon Pizza Guy shirt. I think a non-Star Wars fan Correct. would be like, you fucking nerd. Yeah. Why are you no. wearing that? You just went with the size and the, you know. Yeah, I had no problem with this. I wish he was not wearing Star Wars, to be totally honest. Same. Um, I disavowed. But, yeah, that was tough that he was wearing that logo because it does fit the stereotype of a negative Star Wars fan. Uh, but I obviously am a Star Wars fan, so I did not I did not go after that low-hanging fruit. I, you know, let he who cast the first stone. Uh, like, I can't go. That, that wasn't the issue there. Speaking of fat Star Wars fans, I remember back in the day, this was before I even started part-time, you said, I want to get a big fatso here that loves Star Wars just to cover Star Wars. You go, I don't even really get into Star Wars. I just love how much they love Star Wars. And that was when, you know what? I said, you know what? I might be able to make it to Barstool Sports. I'll be Dave's fat Star Wars guy. Yeah. And, uh, now you have a skinny Star Wars guy. I, I mingle in it, but Robbie's a skinny, skinny Star Wars guy. But you have to be happy. You have, you have coverage here of the Star yeah. Wars universe. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. No, we definitely do. I mean, and at I, this point, we have a crazy amount of Star Wars guys in the company. Like, yeah. we, we put together a whole Disney trip based around the fact it, that we it, yeah, Star Wars guys. I mean, it's super cool. Like, the whole – that's what I love. I like – that's a lot of my question to you, Robbie, is like, well, how's this fit into the, like, overall arch? Because I haven't seen, like, Clone Wars, which I know – and, like, the live action, which this Thrawn guy is from that world. So, like, I don't know who Thrawn is except that he's – coming in he's gonna like be part of this part of ashoshka but other than that i had no idea like a show no Ash- that is that real ashoshka a hokey whatever her name is and now she appeared in mandalorian because she had baby yoda for a minute yeah but that was the first well, she- time i saw her so she was from the Clone Wars. She was Anakin's apprentice in the prequels. And, you know, spoilers for Ahsoka this point forward. If you haven't seen the most recent Ahsoka, we're going to spoil some shit. When you see Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker in this episode, does that move the needle for you? Are you like a prequel guy in that? Like, do no, you even care about that? Ton because he, that was a bad Star Like, he's part of a bad Star Wars. So it's, yeah. it's, like, I don't like Anakin. I don't like that. Like, that did nothing for me, really. It didn't move me like when you see a Luke pop up in Mandalorian or things like that. Didn't have the same impact. And as I told you, I'm not all in yet 
I really hate this uh, the girl who got killed. Sabine? Yeah, I hate Sabine. Stinks. Hate her too. too. I don't. I didn't watch the. There's a cartoon behind this, and anyone who's watched Rebels, this they're like jerking off to this show. I think me and you. I feel like I'm watching someone else's show. Like I've liked some of the lightsaber things, but other than that, I'm like these people stink. And yeah, like are I'm you still not in stuff. on it after episode four though? It was um, a better. The bad better. guy's good. The bad, yeah. like the yes. main, the main bad guy is a good bad guy, but Sabine, like, I don't even know what her point is. She's the least talented Jedi ever. Yeah, she's acting like it. She's get sliced and diced every time she's in a battle. Like. She basically just gave the thing back to the like she's useless. Now I don't know if you knew this. Sabine in the cartoon is the person who gives the dark saber to Bo-Katan from the Mandalorian, which kind of starts that whole like the curse of the dark saber. Basically, say that again. <laughs> Sabine from Ahsoka, yeah, gave the dark saber to Bo-Katan. Oh, before okay. all the Mandalorian and all that shit, before Moff Gideon got it from her. But they say maybe that started the curse because well, she didn't win it in combat. She just handed it over. She was she felt like she wasn't ready for it. Wait, now who's Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan's the one from the Mandalorian, short red hair from the last season. She ended up with the the dark saber at the end. She's kind of like the main. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. She's the leader. So it's of all connected, the, yeah. right? Which is why I'm paying attention. And that happened with uh, Bo. Boba Fett, which kind of sucked, and then it yeah. switched into Mandalorian and became must watch. Yeah, so that that's was what crazy they do. That's they what that. they yeah. do to you. Like I, this could happen here. I can't believe you're still not like fully in on it after episode four because I thought I love the cartoons. Obviously, I'm the biggest nerd there. But the first three I thought were good, and then the fourth I was like, holy fuck, that was great. No, nah, I don't know. Sabine just like leaving with the dude, and I'm like, come on, show some fucking heart, Sabine. Go down. I guess she did take. Hey, a but that's Star Wars, you know. Luke goes on re- Return of the Jedi, goes up with Darth Vader into the Emperor's Palace. Then for, uh, the Last Jedi, Ray goes, surrenders herself yeah, to Kylo but, Ren. That's kind of a Star yeah, Wars Luke poetry. Didn't get it runs. Cut in half like the episode before. That see that I'm not going to defend. That was crazy. And then and in we all recent had the same episode. The recent episode, the lightsaber is like. We're chopping up houses just by like a missed shot. And it's like, you know, so the world was getting cut in a half on a missed blade. It's like, we can't forget Sabine got cut in a half two episodes ago. Yeah. Did you know Darth Maul who gets cut in half in the Phantom Menace? You know, they brought him back after that in the Clone Wars. It was actually yeah, like pretty popular. I, you told me that. Oh, yeah, Qui-Gon I. dies with a hole in him. That same exact hole, basically, that Sabine had, and he he died. Yet everyone's just getting chopped into pieces, and they all just walk away unscathed, basically. Right. Happy as fuck. And I don't... I do like Ashoki, but... <laughs> she's not my favorite Jedi of all time. I don't know. You know what? I think so far in the in the live action, she's been a little too stoic. It like too... she's right. It's almost like yeah. uh, trying to be like a Yoda type. Like, yes. I don't mean to talk, but it's so calm and like everything's slow. And a lot of it's just like her facial expressions, like looking. I don't know. I, I'm watching it. Yeah. And I don't like this witch lady because I'm telling you, she's in Seinfeld. So you said that, and I look, and <laughs> you said that. I looked it up. She ain't in Seinfeld. She, the closest thing I could find, she hasn't been in a lot. 
She's she in a in comedy one, of some sort. She's, she's in one you are episode right. you of are right. Mad TV from 1999. No, 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 that's not what I know her from. So her name is Diana Lee Inosanto, and she's Bruce Lee's goddaughter. That's like apparently why she's famous, and she's been a stunt woman for most of her career. No, that's not who it is. What's her name? Diana Lee Inosanto. So what am I thinking of? I don't know why you think she's in Seinfeld. I'm looking it up here, and apparently a lot of people are saying she looks like someone. A lot. Uh, trying to figure it out on the fly. She looks like a comedian, then, if it's not her. Yeah, and that's why you can't like fully What's her invest because it's Diana Lee Inosanto. And I didn't realize this till I watched a heavy spoilers video this week, but she's wearing a yellow jumpsuit as a prisoner in the first episode. They gave her a Bruce Lee jumpsuit because she's Bruce Lee's goddaughter. Little fun fact for the people out there. I don't know if they're listening. <laughs> Does she? She's not in the Mandalorian at all, though, is she? She is. No, she is in okay. one episode. So she's in the episode that Ahsoka's in, and that's yeah. the first time they battle. And she's like, "Where the fuck is Thrawn?" Thrawn, by the way, Dave mentioned him. Thrawn is very really much building this guy up. Thrawn, yeah, he's never lost a battle except for the one that he lost. <laughs> he's a strategic mastermind. I know that sounds crazy. He's a strategic mastermind, though. His ship is like a big star destroyer. It's got like a fucking cool tentacle design on the bottom. He's very much. He was originally kind of space Hitler. And then he was kind of, they kind of retconned it. And now he's a little redeemable in some people's eyes. I don't think he is though. Yeah, I've, I told you, I read up on him and it didn't make it, it, it I wasn't sure whether it was like totally bad when I read up on him. Yeah, they, they, he got so popular that they kind of rewrote him as this anti-hero type thing where, but he's, he, I think he's a fucking villain. He's basically Hitler. I mean, come on. I'm trying to look up this. I'm going to find out who Bye. who she reminds me of. She, I know. She, I don't know. It's not Allison Janney, in the comments. is it? Who? Allison Janney. Allison Janney. It's the voice of Austin. Shout out, Austin. No. I'll, I'll figure it out. Leave it in I'm the comments. This up. is a good thing to get engagement. I'm looking it up too because Dave, I've been saying the same thing, and it takes me out of the universe. There's not Correct. a lot of people that take me out of the universe because she's like a corny comedian type yes. figure. It's not. <laughs> it's like a draw, like a, a weird side character in Seinfeld. I'm telling you, it's like there's something to that. You and, know what does suck for her too is sh the two people who are her henchmen are so much better than her in the show. The 100%. two Jedi that that is tough. There, I think they are. I agree with you. Like. Maybe the best part of the show so far. It's such a shame that guy passed away. He's not seeing all the flowers he's getting right now, but oh, amazing performance. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's Damn. great. He's a great villain. And he's a good villain because he's saying things that aren't totally villainous, but he's very much a villain. Yeah. He's he's showing maybe signs that he'll turn, I think, at some point in the series, to be honest. I think he might turn and kill the witch or something. Like, I feel like this guy could work at Barstool. Like, he just tells it like it is. He doesn't choose sides. Like, Dave, you always say it. The left and the right, they're just a bunch of fucking idiots. This guy's right down the middle. He tells it like it is. Listen, you you, you stop fighting. I'm going to take you to your guy. I will, we'll use this map. Yeah, that was, that was, like, crazy when he's like, let her go. Yeah. Yeah. Th that Dragon Pizza guy, he would have never done that. He would have just taken the what fucking What was up with when Ashoki grabbed the thing and, like, burned her hand? <laughs>
You know, I think that was a reference to Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he, uh, the, the guy grabs that fucking symbol and it burns the hand. They love to make references to other like Lucasfilm projects. So, huh. you know, the guy, the guy who's like behind this whole thing, Dave Filoni, have you heard that name? No. He's kind of like the heir to George Lucas. When George Lucas stepped away, this was his guy, his apprentice. And Dave Filoni is a 24-7 cowboy hat wearer who just lives, breathes, and dies Star Wars. He made all the cartoons, the Clone Wars, the Rebels that people love. And this is like his baby because Ahsoka was kind of his character. Hmm. So these are all the it toys in It is funny that sandbox. we thought like Ahsoka would be in trouble when she got pushed off a cliff. And the other girl is like, like you know, she got sliced in half and it's fine. So I don't think like get a, re- a Jedi getting pushed off a cliff. Like, I don't know why she's waking up and in, I don't know where she woke up, a dream or whatever, in Anakin's lair. She woke up in the world between worlds, Dave. This is another thing from Rebels, the cartoon. It's a place beyond space and time. It's not necessarily time travel. That's Is that what... Is that what the bad guys worried about landing in? If they didn't do the calculations correct? Maybe not that. I think if you do the calculations correct, you could just be in no man's land and nobody could find you forever. But the world between worlds is, is fucked up. It's, I think it's going to break a lot of brains because it's, you could kind of call it like a purgatory. She ain't dead, but she ain't quite alive right now. Yeah, see, so she got damaged more by that than... The girl getting sliced in the half. That's a problem. She she yep. was fine. And and there was no reason for her to get sliced either. No. Because in this episode, didn't the girl do the fucking Batman fucking smoke pellet and disappear? Why didn't she just do that in the prior episode? Oh, that that smoke pellet, you're not dead? What? The smoke? What? Wait, I thought you were talking about when Ashoki won her the smoke guy. The smoke no, no, guy? No, no, that guy. That guy just turned into smoke. He's not but dead? There, he's dead. I'm talking about the blonde Shin, the apprentice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To escape, she just threw down the Batman pellet and like, poof. Yeah, 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 yeah. The smoke guy, we He's... we had every theory in the book about. He was, was kind of like a, useless, too. A gas too. bomb. Yeah, he was He's just a poof. Yeah, well, like, why was that guy carrying? Again, I've seen some complaints because I do pay attention. They're being a little liberal with, like, who's Jedi and who's carrying lightsabers and like that bad guy should not have been a lightsaber guy. I kind of like, like if, the if, idea if of a you witch are carrying, like a bad guy. If, if you are carrying a red lightsaber, like you, you, that's a big deal. I can't, you know, fuck. Hey, Brit, David, preach it to the choir here. I'm that's just happy to have someone who sees point. it from my angles too right now. Calling they don't like even give Balon and Shin red lightsabers in this. They gave him the orange, which we've never seen before. It does not even white in the middle. It's just like an orange neon saber because they wanted to say they ain't Sith. Yeah, no, so, a red lightsaber is like, we don't even know who this, this, and by the way, he got his ass kicked in every fight. Like he, at no oh, yeah. point <laughs> yeah, was yeah. that mask guy, like a threat to anybody. He kept going up against Ashoki and getting worked. Like that guy, if you're having a red versus a white dark light, battle like it should be like the the guy we've all given credit to versus ashoki not some guy in a mask who just goes in as a punching bag every time he's out there you basically if like you're a college football player you have to have a helmet full of stickers before you get the right red yes before they get orange or yellow or something i could be crazy you guys are experts i do feel like 
it used to be when someone clicks their lightsaber and it goes up. That's like a defining moment in oh, yeah. a movie, a show. It's happening every five minutes. These lightsabers are going on and off every two seconds. Are you anti-lightsabers? Though? No. Whoa, whoa. Don't be throwing around. That's crazy. Like that, I, 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 think I mean, I'm saying, what's the problem I think, with I think, that? I think I'm saying the exact opposite. If you start using them like a, a fork and knife, kind of loses the like, right. importance when, when you see it. No, I could see that. It's, it's and like, like who is that guy? Why does that guy have a lightsaber? Did that guy just go just to Disney like smoke. we did and get to make yeah, his own lightsaber? He, he just paid the $300? Like, yeah. <laughs> he got a yeah. R.I.P. Disney Dave. Like, hey, cut the line. <laughs> got it right yeah. here. Boom. Right. You made a red when you went to Disney. Was that yeah, like bad. just I'm because more, you were wearing that? Or I, you, no, you feel more, more in tune with the Empire? I feel like I'm, I'm more like, I'm probably more bad than good. So, yeah. Like, like people have said to us, like compared Dave to a Star Wars thing, and we don't know if it's an insult to say like Darth Vader or so, no, you know, I, something. I like I love Darth Vader. In fact, I would say I I like Vader Vader, and I know like Anakin, but we could use more Vader in some of these. I so, I mean Vader's been awesome in all the shows, even the shows that haven't been so good. Vader's been pretty badass. And, yeah, and like when you see even Smash Matt, I like just any more Va- like pure Vader references, the better. Which I think we might get. Do you watch closed captions? Are you closed caption gang? No, I don't. I don't know if you realized it. Then at the end of this episode, Anakin's theme turned right to Vader's theme, and the closed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Out, you know, yeah. so no, I I noticed that. I didn't so, need closed captions for that. Yeah. Okay, I think this Anakin could possibly be a bad force vision of some sort, and we could see Vader in the next episode. The next episode is playing in theaters, 10 theaters across the country are airing it live because Disney apparently has so much faith in it being awesome. Hmm. That's big. And we said it after... After Rogue One, when he goes in and just crushes everyone in Rogue One, I'm like, let's get more of that Vader. But I think it was Kevin Smith said, make him like Jaws, where you know he's out there, and then he just comes up 30 seconds, wipes out everyone, and then he's back in the water. And you go, oh, fuck, that guy's, you know, we're, we're scared of Vader. He's in the water with us right now. I think that's the way they should play it, whether it's with this Christian, Hayden Christensen guy or we get to do with the mask on. Whenever we're in Vader era, he should come out and just, and like you said, the red lightsaber comes, the music plays, and we're just saying, oh, shit. Yeah. That was the best part about Obi-Wan. Did you Did you kind of feel like us with Obi-Wan? There was a couple of yeah, good did you watch Obi-Wan? I, I haven't watched Obi-Wan. Oh, you didn't? You no. probably should just maybe watch like a five-minute YouTube. I, I heard I heard it was terrible. I yeah, it's, it's, listen, it's not great. That's uh, why I, did. I, I, I wasn't on it when it was coming out, and then the, the, I didn't hear one person say it was good. So, But the Vader parts in it are fucking awesome. Like he sees, uh, like he goes through a village. I think he sees like a mom run out and be like, don't touch my kid. And he like just snaps the mom's neck right in front of the kid. He's like, fuck that kid. Like Vader is badass in these. So of the shows you've seen, The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Andor, which we haven't even touched on at all, how would you rank them? I still have Mandalorian 1, uh, Andor 2, Book of Boba Fett, three i like immense power so like knowing like it does nothing when you keep saying there's a wimp who got cut in half is like she sucks like she can't even fucking move like a dime on a table like get her out like i'm not in for a week but don't you think it's going to be a big moment when she eventually uses the force 
Yeah, but her force is going to be like throwing water in someone's face. It's It probably won't <laughs> be like some grand. Whereas with like Baby Yoda, like I love watching. Get, I, like to me, he could like how much power he can wield once he figures it out. I keep waiting for that. And he does the little thing like when that huge animal is coming, he's like, whoop, and then he passes out. Like, I love that. I I, I like more like bigger, powerful things. So the Andors of the world that don't focus on that at all, there's no lightsabers, there's no like giant empire necessarily. It's all like the regular people. You were in on that though, right? Yeah, but it's playing to like a bigger theme and it's a more adult show, obviously. Yeah. But it's, um, it, and the Andor leads to that movie, right? Rogue yeah. One, yeah. Rogue One. Rogue One, which was really cool. So you kind of have that in your head. Um, and you know there's this big, like, evil empire getting ready to, like, reboot itself. So I thought it's been really good. And you were Fair a Thrones enough. guy, too. And kind of people said this is kind of the Star Wars Thrones, right? Where some political stuff going on and yep. espionage, a lot of different things. And then it all comes together. And that dude, we love that guy, Luthen. He said that he had that uh, quote, like, what is it, my... I dream in nightmares or something He's like that. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Ghosts. He went yeah, on that yeah, montage. Yeah. That was the fucking yeah. best yeah. monologue ever. The guy running the little antique store. Yeah. He, Very he puts cool. his rings on. He puts his wig yeah. on. He gets yeah. all like into his mood. Oh, yeah, no, so Andor is great. But I yeah. mean, for me still, Mandalorian's my favorite of the bunch. What's is Baby your Yoda ideal... your number one guy? Yeah. All yeah, I'm talking right? all movies, all everything ever. Darn Baby Yoda or Ray? Vader? Vader one, Ray two, uh, Baby Yoda three. That's right. You you realize how divisive the sequels are, right? We yes. talked about that. Yeah, Clem yeah. is on the I, other side. I loathe them. I love Ray, but I loathe episodes eight and nine. I hated the Last Jedi and I hated Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's dumb. What's your <laughs> problem with it? We've talked about it actually. Yeah, I just thought it was just horrible. I was like, what am I watching? The watching Princess Leia go through the, the, the stars, you know, carry Poppins. That was just a ridiculous scene. It was, it was ridiculous from the moment they did it. I don't think it would have went flew with George Lucas if he's still in control. I don't think they would have done it now with Disney+. Plus. It's just Ryan Johnson the got Last in Jedi there. was the one that was the most like George Lucas's original plans that he transferred to Disney when the sale in 2012, October. Hey, original plans were the first three, the, the, the original trilogy. So those, I think, were the best ones of all time. And don't act tough because the boss man's here is on your side right now. No, I mean, but they did a great job with Ray and like her slowly like learning her powers. And like I said, I like immense power and everyone. She's got so much, so I loved it. I couldn't believe she'll be back. I can't. Movie's been announced that Daisy Ridley's coming back. The Disney boys. I thought. I thought that was Daisy Ridley at Disney. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Daisy Ridley is just sitting on like this amusement. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. But whoever they had doing that. It was like it was her. I'm telling you. Yeah, they added Ahsoka uh, like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, she's been walking around the park. Interesting. Now, I feel like this is a, a good note to kind of wrap things up on. If you're a betting man, this Disney Boys round two happened in 2020. Well, I heard. I heard they changed it. They didn't want it to be the Disney Boys. They were trying to sell an ad. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love doing it, but I mean, what's this? Just the same thing over. What if we do the Universal Boys or something? <laughs> then what do you do there, Jaws? They took that away, I think. Oh, that's crazy. That was in Disney originally. No, they took no, no, it. no. It was Universal. No, it was Universal. Then they took it away, yeah, which sucks. I'd Harry say Potter? it's like 30%. Potter guy, Dave? Not nearly to like Man, Star Wars. Yeah. 
Yes, neither. Jeff D'Lo just Maybe wants we to throw roller something coasters. Else out. You know what I am? A Dune guy. Oh, yeah. I Not a Jeff D'Lo level one. Dune guy, though. But you know what's crazy about Dune is that Star Wars was like basically based on Dune. Yeah, yeah. They, they, George kind of, he said, I'll have a bit of that. And he, uh, he oh, more than a bit. He like he said, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> like three quarters <laughs> of that sandwich. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he said, he said, I'll take a farm boy on a sand planet and we'll turn him yeah, into this sand superstar. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very similar. I think we got to find something else for the Disney boys to do then. Like maybe when Comic-Con comes back, the Disney boys do Comic-Con. I think the Disney boys have potential as the new Barstool Bro Show. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Jeff D. Lowe with his militaristic like, list of how we go to explore. Exactly. He he's, one of the, he's one of the only guys. <laughs> oh, that my God. When you give him some power, he'll tell Dave what to do. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he told us that Guardians of the Galaxy ride was going to be Star Tours V2. And he and also said he was, I was never on it, on it when he clearly was. He's like, I've never yeah. done it, but it's like, I, I know it does this, this, this. All right, he's like, get ready for the left turn yeah. coming up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Dilo, he's the best. All right, Dave, we really appreciate you coming on. Congrats yeah. on a, a million subs on the One Bite channel. Thank you to that fatso in the fat shirt. We won't say what type of shirt, but and no offense no. to fat people, Clem, but it's Thank like uh, that guy. And it wasn't even being fat. He's not crazy fat. It's just the shirt was too tight. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. All right. Appreciate it, Dave. All right. There we go. Dave Port and I am my mom's basement. Some people thought it would never happen, but it happened. Uh, I didn't get to ask him. I know he said he's been spending like $200 million basically on his house, just keeps upgrading, upgrading, writing checks. I want to say how much of that uh, $200 million or whatever it is was put up by the basement boys. Like, did we get a pack of gum in the house for you with our channel? What else? What have we, uh, how we filled Dave's pockets over the years? You know what? I've been sneaky trying to like get him to do. I'm trying to like inception this thought into his brain just to like live vicariously through him. I want him to buy some movie props for his new Miami house. I've been trying to tell him, remember back in the day, you tried to buy the point break surfboard and it was like out of your price range. Then fucking contact the guy that outbid you and get that point break surfboard. We were talking about random movie. Pro- I said like, you fucking, you want to get the real one of this? You want to get the real Luke Skywalker helmet? Like I, I won't even be jealous. I'll just want to come over and see it. He there, there. When we went to the Disney Boys trip, there were a few moments where you could tell Dave was becoming like a little kid, you know, like we oh, all yeah. do at Disney. And when he, he first saw, put the outfit on, and started telling yeah. people where to go. That was a little when kid. He, when, he looked, when he looked like a Nazi, yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> yeah. time. And when we went to the store and they had the melted Vader helmet that like Kylo Ren has, he goes, "Whoa, that's dope!" Like he was the wheels were turning, and you know, I don't even know it was hundreds of dollars. Obviously, that's not a, an issue for him. I think he's probably like, "I don't want to have to get this. Give it to Aussie Dave. Have him put it in the car. Lug it back to wherever." But if you could get like the legit a legit Vader helmet of some sort. I think that would be a, a home run for him. I think based on that, I, I always knew he liked Vader. At the same point, when we were in Disney, he kept saying, "Like I, I like I like the I like rooting for the good guys." He roots for the good guys, but I think he respects guys like Vader more. So I feel like Vader, he would probably go with a Vader prop over anything. So maybe we'll get him. By we'll get him. We'll f- show him a really nice auction of a really nice game used Vader helmet, and then we'll get him to buy it. I don't know how much money Dave necessarily has now, but can we get him like an actual miniature of the Death Star that was unexploded? Like the actual Death Star Ooh. that they, they were, you know, rotating on a blue screen back in 77? <laughs> kind of sick. 
put it in a glass case or something. And then like we could ha- we could have some kind of light show where whenever his enemies fail, instead of popping a champagne bottle, it could be like the Death Star, like blows the champagne off the lid <laughs> or something. Do you think he'd ever show up if we ever got him a full like and I'm talking heavy duty Hollywood level quality Vader outfit? Do you think he'd ever throw on a Vader? Like he would. I think he would. I think he would. I say yes. They. I mean, they used to have one for. I know they used to have one for the blackout show or the the blackout tour. Um, Blackout tour. Yeah. Devlin told me that they used to just have costumes that they'd go on stage in, and he was like, "Our Vader one was the screen accurate. Like we were like, you know, making tons of money from the blackout tour. Like let's reinvest into the blackout tour." I think Devlin would go out in a Vader costume and like hype the people up. I, I do think people hear the, the Vader theme play as Dave walks past him sometimes in the office too. So he doesn't even need to hear the, have the song playing. It just will play in people's heads. Like, you know, uh, like that, that fight with Clemmer the other day, I was like, holy shit. Like we have a legit battle going on here. That was uh, crazy. My favorite part of the whole thing was Feidelberg calling him the sheriff. Him saying unironically, like, well, Clemmer's kind of the sheriff around these parts. It, it made me laugh so hard. And I love Clemmer. He's my honker's teammate. I thought he had balls going up against Dave like that. I mean, you got to respect someone with balls, but like, oh my God, I was afraid for him for sure. I said, now I think he should just dress like a sheriff. I think that'd be so funny. I saw someone put him as Woody from Toy Story and it <laughs> yeah. actually like, they didn't have to do that much work. I was like, holy shit, Clemmer is Woody this whole time. They have the same legs and arms and everything. It's, it's unbelievable. And I, like, trust me, he went at Dave just one-on-one job potentially on the line. I didn't even want to argue about the last Jedi with Dave just because I didn't want to like, <laughs> end up pissing him off. Oh, and I have him on my side. I ganked right up on you. I, was like, I knew you were going to, too. I was like, Your opinion you, don't Robbie. matter. It doesn't matter what you think. I went the rock on you. <laughs> Nothing better than like when mom or dad has your side in an argument and it's like, yeah, you're losing this no matter what. <laughs> just standing there like arms crossed like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what he said. Yeah. Why would you even hate it? Yeah. Are you looking for relief, relaxation or to party on the motherfucking moon? Then check out Three Cheese new True Strains lineup of cannabis vapes and gummies tailored for specific effects. And the best part? It's delivered straight to your door. Visit 3Chi.com. That's 3Chi.com. And for a limited time, get 20% off with the code BARSTOOL20. Right. That's I know. I tried to sneak that mind. in for the Disney boys at the end. Just try I to, again, that. inception a thought into his mind of like the new Barstool Bro show, Dave and the Nerds, Dave and his gang of nerds. It's kind of like uh, like when Steve Harrington starts hanging out with the Stranger Things kids. Yes. It's like, we're kind of a fucking sick duo. I don't know if you feel it, but I'm feeling it. <laughs> All right, let's get into the nitty gritty of Ahsoka episode four. We didn't want to go through the entire rundown of the episode with Dave because obviously busy guy. We felt bad enough taking up time on a schedule. Uh, This was directed by Peter Ramsey Clem, the co-director of Into the Spider-Verse and the director of episode five of The Mandalorian last season, The Pirate, which looking back, I think was one of our favorite episodes of the whole season. Had that awesome practical effect pirate with the vines all over him. It was just a sick episode. This guy, Peter Ramsey, after this episode, after Into the Spider-Verse, obviously a masterpiece, and the pirate, he's one of my guys that I'm trusting like Rick Famuita. <laughs> I'm just rolling that one right off the tongue there. I love it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I guess we kind of like, I don't want to say spoiled it, but a little preview of, of yeah. how we thought this episode. I definitely, I liked it. It was clearly the high point of the season so far. The lightsabers in, in particular i still had like i still have beef legitimate beef with sabine and there is still like i'm still feel like i'm watching 
a show that other people like I'm catching up in season five of a show while everyone else has like five seasons worth of stuff they're living and dying with. But as soon as I saw Fallen Jedi, I'm like, all right, let's cook here. That was the title of the episode. And that's why I was like, shit can get uh shit's going to get nuts here at some point. And after the episode, it's like, well, who's that about? Could be about someone, could be about someone else. Um, did Sabine redeem herself at all in your eyes in this episode? Like, did she move the needle for you at all? I thought when she put the fucking Mando helmet back on, started using the grappling hook, pulling people into Ahsoka. I thought she was kind of cool in this episode. So I think she uses the Mandalorian tools better than the Mandalorian, right? Because we always say, <laughs> it's like, dude, well, at least she didn't use the blowtorch. The goddamn blowtorch yeah, didn't no blow use torch. Well, she was in a forest. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. she started a forest fire. <laughs> oh, man. I just saw a wild. I just blogged about a wildfire video. It was fucking the most crazy footage I've ever seen. Uh, so Sabine, my note says it here. Sabine stinks. I just put that down. But I understand, like, I don't know. Maybe it was a speaking out of anger because she's instead of fighting, she like goes on the ship with him. Thing is, she does have her friend there. And I don't know the whole Ezra backstory as much. Or I did watch a couple of people send me like a 10 minute recap. So I do have a little bit of it, a little bit of the like gr- a grasp on everything. But I don't really get that whole entire like relationship. However, this is when I got mad, Bob. I was on Reddit just like, you know, looking up some stuff about the show learning. She has a body count. Of 50,000 plus people. That bitch. Being 50,000, that must include like destroyed a ship at some point that had so many. 50,000, so much. Holy fuck. So it says here she killed 50,528 humans, right? One male, one female, 50,526 unknown gender. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so that had to be, yeah. She was involved in like killing a Star Destroyer, I think. I think that. Those numbers are she killed up the dome, whatever the dome is. Yes. Um, and then she destroyed a ship. Uh, she killed 39 Frynox, four droids, three Krykenos, three Rodians, and one victims of unknown gender or species. (laughs) If you had said over under how many what's Sabine's body count, I would have said seven and a half, based on what I've seen in this series. We're talking about kills, by the way kills yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i would have said that body count is higher than her kill count That's what I said. <laughs> well it's it, it is tough when i hear that it seems like the droid count should be way higher when i hear that by the way like four droids yeah. just being in the star wars universe i feel like you drop me on tattooing and i'll fucking rack up four droid kills every no offense to like dro- i'm not droidist droids. Yeah, I'm not like the most Isley guy and no droids in here, but droids can be fucking assholes, as we saw in this episode. And I think I could kill a couple of them. Like George Lucas said about the ones in Phantom Menace, he sliced through them like butter. Some of them <laughs> pathetic. Um, so it opens with Sabine, Hu Yang, and Ahsoka trying to fix their ship. They discuss potentially destroying the map. Kind of Infinity War vibes when it came to this, I thought, with Gamora being like, kill me because I'm the only one that knows the location. It's better to kill me than let him get to it. I enjoyed the dialogue about that. I do agree with a lot of the, I guess, criticism online. And it it doesn't bother me too much, but Ahsoka is too stoic. She's speaking in too many lines that feel like they're straight out of the Jedi Order when she's the Jedi that left and seems to see through, you know, what everyone else couldn't with them. I think episode five with Anakin should bring more personality out of her. But I don't think it's Rosario Dawson's fault either. I don't think it's a bad performance. I think it's just like her lines are all kind of one-liners. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was going to say. In Rebels, 
I I always heard she was like the cool character, a little bit of like the yeah. the badass, you know, a little bar stoolie to her, right? Pirate ship mm-hmm. kind of vibes. Is she like this on the show or is she different? She's she's different. I mean, like by the time you get to Rebels, it time has passed since Clone yeah. Wars and shit. So she is a little more older and a little more mature, but she's still like a little more vibrant than this and just a little more conversational than this, I would say. So it, okay. it's it I don't know if it's the let's start our hero at the low point and bring her out of that, which we have mentioned a bunch. Lucasfilm loves to do that. But for now, the first four episodes, her dialogue, it got better at the end of the episode, actually. When she's talking to Balon or Balin, however you say his mm-hmm. name, and they're talking about, you know, Anakin and he knows who Anakin is. Oh, well, Anakin never mentioned you. It was better. It felt like it flowed more, but at least the conversations with Sabine, and it could be part of the reason why Sabine's not working. You know, you need a character yeah. like Ahsoka that we like to kind of like give you a good sign off on Sabine and give you good vibes about her. And but yeah, Sabine. They- Sabine strikes me as she's kind of what Ahsoka was at one point, right? Kind of like the odd yeah. thing piece that doesn't want to like live by these Jedi rules. And as we are very much a part of on this podcast, the Jedi do kind of suck when it all comes down to it. So I kind of like Sabine's probably like, dude, you're me basically. Why are you giving me shit? So I kind of understand that. Yeah. We cut to our villains. Balin sends Shin and Marek after the ship. The droids attack the ship. Hu Yang fends them off for a while, which I was pretty impressed with Hu Yang. I posted a very funny Reddit post. I don't know if you saw my tweet about it. Let me actually read it for you. This just goes to show how great Star Wars fans are, how much I genuinely love Star Wars fans, how seriously they talk about this galaxy far, far away. This post on Reddit from uh, Shipwrecked on the Star Wars Reddit. Hu Yang was a badass in this episode. My man is literally 25,000 years old, but he manages to get some solid hits on the HK-87 droid, a top-of-the-line killer that would absolutely destroy the likes of you or me. I know he gets held down and needed saving, but still. It's like watching your 80-year-old college history professor smash the face of a pro MMA fighter for a few seconds and then hold him so he can get some relief. Absolutely fantastic. Need more Hu Yang action. I love the line, a top-of-the-line killer that would absolutely destroy the (laughs) likes of you or me. That is so funny. I loved that so much. But I actually did agree with his general point. Seeing Hu Yang kind of fuck them up for a bit, I was like, oh, hell yeah. I didn't know he could fight like that. I knew he could train. I didn't know he could fight. I loved it too. Uh, the droid, the droid fight in general, and maybe in cartoons they fought, but seeing two actual droids just like brawl it out, throw fucking throwing knucks and stuff, it was it was awesome. And then our boy Hu Yang, not only is he holding his own and taking the HK seventy eight or whatever he is, taking his best hits, he also has the old sage world wisdom of a twenty five thousand year old and cuts the fucking power to get the people outside. Just a fucking this that made me like Hu Yang more than every other part of the series so far combined was that that like took it on the chin and even was smart enough to be like, Hey, I got to let them know that there's trouble out here. Let me just snip the power. A fucking plus scene by Hu Yang. And Ahsoka, the, the little line, but showing how much trust she has in Hu Yang where Sabine's like, Oh, that fucking droid cut the power. She's like, no, he did not. Like she knew if he did that, it was on purpose. It was not a mistake. He doesn't make that kind of mistake. He's 25,000 years old. Um, So they go out. I love my boy R2. R2 would have some fuck ups and they'd be like, ah, shit. R2, yeah. R2 screwed up. Here go, and they'd be like, ah, we fucking love you, R2. Uh, you hunk up metal and C3PO is just like chewing his, his ass out. Hu Yang, he doesn't have, he has fucking. That's the thing. 
if me or you fuck up on Barstool, Dave's like, he, they did it on purpose. Those are all veterans there. This isn't, yeah. you know, someone that's trying to fuck up the company here. By the way, about 10 minutes passed since Dave left. I feel like we did that pretty well. I think that went well. <sighs> you know, I was, we have to say, we were pretty <laughs> fucking nervous for we a guy nervous. that we've worked with forever. And he, Dave likes us both. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. And uh, it was nerve wracking. And I, I don't really know how he's how he would even feel about Star Wars or talking about Star Wars. We could have done it for like another hour and really got into some nitty gritty Star Wars conversation. But uh, Dave's kind of reached another level of another level that I don't think we could really take much more of us done. We told him, like I specifically said, 20 to 30 minutes and no more because much like Conor McGregor or Dana White or the likes of these big celebrities that are like, you know, massive. They have a bunch of shit on their schedule. I find you get in, you have some laughs. You get out real quick. You never want to be a bother on someone that obviously has fucking he'll go to a meeting, you know, in 20 minutes where he decides on like millions of dollars of revenue of this, <laughs> that, and that, the next thing. Meanwhile, here he's like Ashoki and Sabine. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? I love how you called them out on that. Is, is that real? And like the you said- first one, I didn't know if it was the first one is so far off. It was crazy. <laughs> Carabas, Carabas, you're doing all the names, but I've seen how he texts you with these whacked out names as well. And that's a Dave thing. The names doesn't do yeah. not compute the names and dates, which he can't ask him to get star wars names right he can't get earth names right we're gonna ask him to get all these galaxy far far away aliens right i mean we can't get them right half the time so you can't fault them on that uh but they have a cool tag team match this is kind of the theme of the episode is we get some tag team matches the first of which ahsoka and sabine versus a jobber tag team from out of town you didn't even get to see their entrance they were already in the ring when they cut to them and they have some cool scenes i loved seeing Ahsoka pick someone up and use them as a human shield. That was like something out again, out of a video game, kind of out of a, a fallen order or a force unleashed. So I thought this was really cool. And who Yang told them as they go off into the forest, stay together. You guys are way better together. If you separate, things are going to go wrong. And what do you know? The professor was right. 25,000 years of wisdom. Like that's the grand, like grandpa, grandma, or, Without, you know, spoiling too much, my boy Master Splinter, he's telling the boys, hey, yeah. stay at home or else something bad's going to happen to you. And the exact thing <laughs> yeah. that was going to I want to just tweet that out so badly. But for the people that haven't seen it, it is such a good payoff, that entire thing throughout that movie that I was like, man. And by the way, we deserve like portions of the movie because I've had many people being like, yo, I'm going to go see this movie now just because of the, the clip. you guys are talking about it and the clip. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, is it just me or have you watched that like five times a day since I tweeted it? Oh, it's one of those things. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's the scene from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, the new one, which I think was out on Paramount Plus for a hot second. And then maybe they pulled it, but now you could get it rent for 20 bucks. However, you can watch this movie, watch it. It's worth the $20 rental. I truly think that. It is so funny. There's a scene where they're just trying to be New Yorkers. And apparently it was an improv scene by the kids that were playing the turtles. And they're talking about bacon, egg and cheese with the Bev. Yard, yard, we outside. It cracks me up. And I've been watching like the Sopranos. So I just sent it to my girlfriend. I was like me after an episode of the Sopranos with the, Hey, I'm a gangster. It's just the best. Mutant Mayhem, if you haven't seen it, is so worth seeing. One of the best movies of the year. 
my kids are saying those lines nonstop. They don't even know that they're making, they're mocking like New York city people or anything like yeah. that. But, uh, and they even sneak in and they say Arizona iced tea. I didn't notice that till you tweeted me. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, it's me. It's me. <laughs> it's that you, Bob. Is, I relate so much. Um, back to Ahsoka Hera and fucking weirdly her son, Jason, Go and take a journey in the ghost to find Ahsoka in this forest and meet Sabine and all them. Carson Tiva, our favorite X-Wing pilot, makes an appearance. <laughs> yep. I do like that this guy's kind of becoming like the Wong of this universe. Wow, I, I'm not saying that because they're both Asian. Don't. It's nope, because they're making not. cameos in, in both of these shows, obviously. But he's kind of like the linchpin of all of the random shows as an X-Wing pilot that I guess we've learn to trust he sniffed out Cara Dune before Disney did even um, <laughs> why is and Ken Jack had the same point why is Hera bringing her son Jason on a mission like this someone called child protective services or Dyfus or something that's that's a great call maybe she's like you know and I, I didn't know this I had to look it up her dad was his dad's a Jedi who died right yes and, and she, kind of the person who trained Ezra he was awesome he Freddie Prince Jr. did his voice amazing oh, amazing man. character Kane and Jones. how did he die he like sacrificed himself for her basically to make sure that like the team could survive. Okay. Maybe, maybe he like told her, Hey, listen, for him to unlock his Jedi powers, you have to take him on the most dangerous missions and they're just going to come out on their own. Like that, honestly, that seems like something you should probably do. And, and like when the grimmest possible moments, you know, force clicks and he goes 10 out of 10 pulls out a lightsaber or something and saves the day i feel like she knows she has to level this kid up and the only way to get those experience points is by taking him into danger that is like this kid should be on the fucking what is it the um like the the green circle hills in terms of like the skiing and oh, she's throwing yeah. double black diamonds like what are we doing right now lady yeah. this is an active war zone with witches and fake yeah. jedi things and like you're a general you're not someone who like, oh, this might be what I like. You know what war is like. You've been there, done that. You went through the whole galactic civil war. Why is your kid along for the I, crazy? Her husband or not husband, but her baby daddy, Kanan. There's a picture of him on her dashboard. People have zoomed in and at least they think it's him. I don't know if it's the animated version of him. I don't know if they cast a live action guy to play him. I think a flashback would be awesome if they did cast Freddie Prince Jr., he doesn't look too much like him, but I think you could make him look like him. Um, Kanan, one of the coolest things about him, he gets blinded at one point, but because Jedis fucking don't need their eyes, they got the visor. He just continues on being a Jedi. He wears like a cool, like little visor type mask and he's a blind Jedi. He's awesome. He goes, really he goes cool with character. the visor mask instead of the old sunglasses. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that the only, <laughs> so Sienna was watching this with me and she goes, that's her son. Why is he not the same species as her? And I was like, well, Sienna, that's a really? great question right there. And uh, apparently in the cartoon, they just gave him a little bit of green hair. I was like, oh, yeah. his mom's green. And <laughs> he's got green hair anymore. in this. It's oh, very subtle. It's very like subtle. It's not as like the cartoon's vibrant green. It's like Joker green. That might look a little weird in live action. But yeah, he does have just a little green hair. Yeah, he's got a little pigment from his mom in the, in the hair follicles. It's like, oh, your mom must be this crazy alien that looks nothing like us because you have a little bit of green hair. I just thought that was funny. And I don't I don't know how often that's happened in Star Wars. I don't think I know like a lot of mixed species uh, characters, at least. Hey, it's from 2023. I know it's hey. a galaxy in a long time ago, but right yeah. now it's progressive. 
this video right here, I mean, this is, you know, Dave Porner's fans are watching it, but also Dave Porner's haters. I'm not looking to get canceled. And I know they're just looking for one of us to slip up. Dave didn't slip up. They're just looking for our blood. They're already upset about what I said about Carson Teva and Wong. I know yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're on the cancel. You're number one on the cancel list right now. Dave, luckily third. That's our job is to make sure we take the is hits this before Dave. like the most wholesome Dave podcast appearance of all time, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Might have been. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um one thing I want to note about this shot, I don't know if you noticed it, the Rebels fans that love the ghost and love this ship had to be coming themselves because they gave it like three slow-mo shots of like panning around the ghost, showing it from above, showing it from below. It reminded me of, and I'm going to cross a line here, Star Trek, the motion picture. The first Star Trek movie, which I didn't watch obviously when it came out, but they had so much of a budget inflation from the TV show that they were like, holy shit, we can make the enterprise look fucking awesome. So the whole movie is just slow motion shots of the enterprise. And it sucks because they're just trying to show <laughs> off how cool it is. It reminded me of one of those slow motion enterprise shots where they were like, the ghost is here. Everyone remember the ghost. And I was on my couch being like, that's the fucking ghost. That's the one from rebels. And they, there's a ship in the back and it comes off. That's the one they were on the whole time. I was losing my mind. I guarantee Filoni uh, had them do that shot so then he could be in his house and go, <sighs> do like the fan noise, you know, <laughs> yeah. cheering as as, yeah. he, as he saw it come on the screen. There it is. And there's just something about that gray and those color schemes with the yellows and the oranges. It's a lot of, let's be honest, it's kind of like dipping in a little bit of the Falcons lore there, right? Totally. A lot of Falcon totally. there. Uh, which is it fine. probably comes from like, Ralph McQuarrie, if I and I could be totally off base, I would not be surprised if it came from like Ralph McQuarrie unused Millennium Falcon art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was cool because I know I've been promised, you know, there's a few things I was told. The ghost's awesome, Chopper's awesome, Chopper has lived up to it. Um, and Jason has green hair because he's bomb as an alien. Yeah, so we get another tag team match on the planet. I love this planet and the way that they shot the lightsaber fights on it too. Very samurai style. We get a lot of the Mortal Kombat style side-scrolling shot, which I love. I loved it in The Last Jedi. I know that's a touchy subject, especially after that Dave appearance. <laughs> but the final shot of Luke and Kylo Ren on that planet I think is so cool. Um, so we get Marek versus Soka too. And Sabine versus Shin, too. I put two because I like okay. MMA. Um, and then we we find out in the Ahsoka Marek fight very quickly, as we mentioned before, Marek is a cloud of smoke. That's it. He, we had a lot of theories. He's a smoke <sighs> monster from Lost. He's a poof. I wrote a fart. He's a gas cloud in a mosque, <laughs> as Snoke said. But yeah, basically, none of our theories were right. And we need to start learning. Not every maxed character is someone we know. Sometimes they're just a guy in a mask. Did you see the way he looked out the window? Did you see the way he turned on his lightsaber? And it's just like, God. I know we were dissecting the way he looked at the pergil. <laughs> now in our defense here, when we get it right and we're very loud and obnoxious about it, it's cause we're wrong so many times and like comically wrong. I was dancing on the grave or I was calling out a dog that was killed by fucking a witch so it's like sparky, bad yeah, things happen the rpmp sparky uh that was tough though that was tough i kind of wanted him to survive getting cut in half just to see how how little <laughs> lightsabers actually kill people these days and be like robbie now defend this but the fucker turned into smoke and it's green green smoke which i guess means he was witch the witch's creation. which yes. going back which, to which it, i don't hate that i think that's kind of cool 
No, no, no. I'm cool with that. If that was her yeah. creation, that's fine. I actually meant to bring this up to Dave and I forgot to. Um, the Inquisitors. Actually, no, he didn't see Obi-Wan. It would have done him no good. Like this sure. kind is like the Grand Inquisitors. Just they stink. They absolutely stink. They get washed every single time. That drove me nuts. I'm going to find out who this actress is because <laughs> I have been in the same boat as Dave and it's been driving me nuts. And if I go back to that episode of uh Boba Fett or Mandalorian, whatever it is, when she was uh, fighting Ahsoka, I said too, I go, this woman reminds me of somebody. And I, it's going yeah. to drive me nuts. And I looked it up online as I was talking to you, Dave, and I'm like, oh, someone says it reminds me. The person's like, you might remember her from her stunt work. And yeah, buddy, I don't remember stunt work. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. I just, that's, that's not me. That's why when he said she's in a comedy, I was like, I don't think you recognize her from the one skit she was in of Mad TV in 99, but she was in a skit in Mad TV. Not, so I don't know. I don't know what she's leave it again leave it in the comments uh, that, that could be this week's little prompt and i'm not uh, saying uh, i'm not trying to say anything problematic here saying people look alike so i'm just just put it out of your minds now no. i'm not doing that at all Balin is monitoring the shrine as uh the thing loads basically that we had a little loading screen the whole episode which i appreciate when you simplify yes. it to a little wheel that fills up i'm like all right i get it the countdown is on we gotta don't want that to fill this up. shit up exactly <laughs> i appreciate something simple like that seems like simple star wars technology and ahsoka approaches him and as soon as she approaches him i kind of know shit's about to go down like you get that vibe you get that this is the third act lightsaber fight in a movie or something Again, a cool environment with the globe still lit up around them and stuff. And Balin mentions Anakin. And he's like, you're, you're a master. It's a shame what he became. Which immediately, like me and Ken Jack talked in the office. We were like, how many people know what he became? I don't think the galaxy knows. It certainly doesn't seem like the galaxy knows. So is he like way more on the inside than we thought? Probably not too close with Anakin, though, because Ahsoka hits him with the, well, he never mentioned you, motherfucker. And then they like drop the ropes. They're like, all right, fucking square up then square up. Let's go. <laughs> and he has an awesome him and Shin. Actually, when they drop the ropes, they have awesome character designs. It's almost like Star Wars mixed with medieval. They have like cool shoulder pads. She has a lighter outfit while he has a plain old black one. Again, he's one of my favorite parts of the entire show. And I thought this lightsaber battle was great. It was very tense. The way they kept readjusting, like the way they were stood very samurai like. Um, everything about it, the way they were talking through it. Awesome. There was really no wasted movements. There was a couple interesting things like when Ahsoka kind of like put her, used her foot as like leverage or whatever, and it didn't feel sloppy or some of the lightsaber fights, maybe in like the prequels or so, it seemed like it was more dancing than it was like actually yes. trying to kill each other. Over choreographed. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I hope that's not like a hot take that people are going to get mad. That's just how I feel. I'm not trying to upset the Star Wars yeah. people any more than I already have here today. Uh, I also wrote this down and God damn it, it hurts, man. I wrote it and I was like, I'm putting the flag in. Balin is my guy. I'm rocking with him. <laughs> and I forgot the actor died. And we talked about it in episode yeah. one. And now I'm just really just sad. And I'm kind of bummed for the, the show as well. Because, I mean, he's he's gone after this season. Even if the character could, stays around, like, it has to be someone he, else. Yeah. If that actor had survived and if, I don't know what his fate holds on the show, he could have been a Moff Gideon to Ahsoka. Like, I think he's that good where he could be your consistent villain throughout the entire show. You could watch him rise beyond the witch. I still think he might turn. I don't think he wanted to fight Ahsoka in the first place. He didn't draw his saber first. She drew her, hers. He said it'd, it'd be a shame to kill a Jedi. There's not many more of them. Still, his motivation seems kind of unclear. 
about why he wants to go there. He's like, he wants to bring something back. I think some people are speculating he wants to bring back his form of the Jedi Order somehow, or maybe he just wants to get all the Empire people in the same place. I don't know if he's that much of a good guy, but I do see him having a change of heart by the end of series. That kind of character was what I was... Is I guess we kind of got it by the end of uh, The Rise of Skywalker, but that's the kind of like... He knows the Jedi's bullshit, but he's not full Sith, and he's kind of just in the middle. And I do think the more gray, Force-sensitive people we have, the better. And that might be also symbolized in that orange lightsaber. Dave Filoni said it was this True. very specific choice to show he's not a Sith, he's not a Jedi. Maybe he's that gray in between. Meanwhile, in the forest, Sabine fails to use the Force. I thought she used it, but only had like a little bit at first. I thought maybe it was like she like just smacked her with a thing of air but i think it was just a flinch on shin's part and then <laughs> uses her mandalorian wrist rockets and the smoke and they separate ahsoka grabs the star map burns her hand raiders of the lost dark style i don't think they've understood the reference i was talking about shin arrives before sabine so ahsoka thinks sabine's dead and that throws her off her game which then leads her to get thrown off a cliff and i thought initially maybe you were on the same page I thought the whole time she was going to be like just on the side of the cliff, like listening, ready to pop up at some point. She was actually thrown off the cliff. Sabine finally arrives. She wants to destroy the star map, but can't in her heart. She's like, can't do it. Can't do it. So Balon's like, Hey, I won't hurt you. If you want to come up with us, see your friend, we'll go see Thrawn. Well, we're all taking the same bus up. Come on with us. So she takes him up on that offer. The Eye of Scion enters hyperspace, which was a cool scene. Um, yep. Again, though, I was like, Jason just watched a fucking bunch of deaths. And when he <laughs> looked up at his mom and was like, I, he hit the, I have a bad feeling. He didn't go all the yep. way. But I thought he was just going to be like, mommy, like, I want to go home. Are they dead? Like, he watched terrible deaths, explosions in space where people that it seemed like Hera cared about were screaming as they went down. Ah! But the idea of that weird ring going into hyperspace while they were caught in the middle and them all kind of getting thrown off whack. I thought that was super unique. It's super cool. Yeah. The like realism of star Wars is kind of like an oxymoron, but it's like, you don't think like this thing is so powerful. It would just kind of just fry the shit out of just people who left it in its wake. That was one thing. I think when the they like weaponized hyperspace, right? In the sequel yeah. trilogy, it was like one of those things. It's like the idea of it I liked. It's just that that was never an option until that moment. It's like, oh yeah, we could just fucking hyperspace through someone. So seeing kind of the other side of that where they go and kind of you're just left in their wake, it's like, yeah, seems like a good plan until you're fucking electrocuted or whatever, ships exploding, people dying, screaming their last words, yeah. and just a little kid witnessing it all. Just, just fucking like, tough oh scenes. Oh my god, man. yeah. Um, um, also, I have to say it too, uh, Sabine, like, holding the map hostage, like, she had the gun next to the little orbs. I'll fucking do it, man. I'll fucking do it. It just had me cracking up. And I know, like, she's basically holding Thrawn hostage in that scenario because you're not, you'll never get him without yeah. the map. But I just thought it was funny. And she also knew she'd never see her friend again, obviously, if she blew it away. And they wind up destroying it, too. Forgot to mention that, but they fucking yeah. destroy that map. Now, before we get to the actual finale, finale of the episode, quick shout out to Factor, another longtime sponsor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for your jam-packed days. 
Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. I love Factor. I just got a delivery of Factor recently. I had Italian herb chicken that was so unbelievable. Had all this little rice on it. They actually do a lot of stuff in Factor that's not rice but tastes exactly like rice. You would never be able to tell the difference. Um, if you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and you feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn, try their Protein Plus meals, 30 grams of protein or more per serving. And listen to some of these. They got Adam, a- apple cinnamon pancakes, uh, bacon and cheddar, egg bites, potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Hey, potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Head to factormeals.com slash Robbie50, R-O-B-B-I-E-5-0, and use the promo code Robbie50 to get 50% off. It's code Robbie50 at factormeals.com slash Robbie50 to get 50% off. So the finale of the episode sees, as we very much touched on with Dave, Ahsoka waking up in the world between worlds. She hears the voice of Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen calling her Snips, which was his nickname for her in the Clone Wars. That was something Clone Wars fans were geeked out about. And then it cuts to him. We actually see Hayden Christensen, uh, a bit of a CGI'd Hayden Christensen. Some people were upset about that. I thought it was okay, but... I definitely think you could just do makeup, I, and, but it's a damned if you do a damned if you don't. They did seemingly just makeup in Obi-Wan. People said he looked too old. They did a little CGI work in this. People said he looked too smooth. <laughs> um, personally, I lean on the I'm fine with makeup. I think that's less distracting, but I was very excited to see him. I was shocked to, uh, to see him. I'll ask you the same question I asked Dave. I know you're not a prequel guy, but does this move the needle for you at all? It does because I know Vader's around now, or at least yeah. for a little bit. I know we're getting potentially. I I I've always said I'd love to see Vader before he got fucking charred to bits and turned into a machine, but after he went to the dark side, and there's a very little frame of time where that happened and unfortunately he was like killing a lot of kids during that time so i don't want to see that but i want to see other times when he's just you know murking motherfuckers and using the 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 dark side of the force so i'd like to see that side of him but i do like i agree i saw it and i'm like this just looks you know what it looked like it kind of looked like our dozen um pictures (laughs) i feel weird sharing those on my story dude because i'm like i hope my followers don't think that don't watch the dozen don't think that i'm like i look good in this no offense (laughs) to the the graphics team at the dozen's amazing no offense and also it gets a lot of engagement when they do do our faces like that so maybe it's a brilliant choice but we are buttery we look like handsome squidward or like smooth yoda have you seen smooth yoda (laughs) no Google Smooth Yoda live Smooth on a podcast. It is, it, right it, it is one of the all-time visuals. Someone just did Facetune and like covered up Yoda's oh, wrinkles. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> it looks it looks like Yoda like got burned a lot like in like a like burning building, and they just or like he got attacked by his pet monkey, and they had to skin put like new skin over his face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's a weird look, but that's kind of what we look like in our dozen pictures. It's strange. <laughs> Certain oh. people, it seems like they tried to make them look hot. Like certain people, it looks like they tried to make them look big. Me, I, I feel like I look like a little bigger. My cheeks look a little bigger. I don't know if they want to make me look jacked. I don't know what they were thinking, but I, th- I think for stuff, you, they, they put in like 
UFC reporter. Like, so they're trying to make you look like the UFC yeah. guy. So you have a little anger to you and like mystery. Me, it's like big oafish cartoon dad. I'm Homer Simpson, basically. I was going to say, you look like Homer. <laughs> I look like Homer, which, you, again, yeah. I don't hate. <laughs> yeah, you definitely look like Homer in that. Check out the Basement Bowl. By the time this is out, you'll mm, probably be able to bowl. watch it. We played each other in the dozen one-on-one tournament. I'm calling it the Basement Bowl because it was a hell of a game. Jeff slapped a must-watch on it. He said it was yep. the best match of the first round. Uh, you said we were the main eventers because we wrap up the week, and he says we lived up to every single moment of that main event. So the Rockers breaking up, the Mega Powers exploding, and the Basement Bowl, three apps. And also, I feel like if you're a Basement Boy or girl, the niches will hit for most of you. Like, a yeah. lot of them will at least. Whereas a lot of the other matches I know, uh, what was it, Large versus Clemmer? They were doing Batman 66 niches <laughs> and sandwiches. It was like the oldest uh, you know, doesn't match up ever. Uh, love those guys. Respect to those guys. But ours might be a little more accessible to my mom's basement fans. We need to do a super niche Clemmer show where you and him yeah. just talk about some old school Batman and shit like that. I oh, think that, that would be, be a lot great. of great. I would love that. I got look old school Batman is that purple one right there. That's the complete series right there. Oh, wow. That's, That's all the it, complete uh, series of animated. That's the Dark Knight trilogy. This stuff is all Batman. How how many seasons did the anim- did the old old one go? The animated series? No, no, no. The sixties uh, or whatever. It's only like two or three seasons, but a lot of episodes per season. They gotcha, formatted them okay. way differently back then. I think it's two seasons technically, or three maybe. But there's um, a billion yeah, of them, like over twenty episodes a season, and there's a bunch. And obviously the movie. Okay, the movie's sense. great too because they take all the villains and team them up. It's like a Sinister Six type deal against Bat. It's it's so good. Have you done any content with Clemmer, like a podcast or anything like that? No, never had. And I love Clemmer. We sit across from each other. He um he comes on. We got to believe sometimes to talk Mets, and it's one of the most easy conversations I have. And everyone else is the same way, obviously that I'm on the show yeah. with. But it's just like plug him in, and he just is ready just to do whatever you need to do. It's fun. So I think he'd he'd be good down here in the basement. After Ahsoka, let's try to put together. Not you and me necessarily, but me and Clemmer, maybe we'll put together some of the more absurd stuff from the 66 Batman show. And we could like introduce it to you maybe on the show as a podcast and and the listeners, obviously have like a 1966 Batman spectacular. I think that would be only if we get to use our A.I. uh, dozen faces (laughs) in the thumbnail, along with some A.I. Batman villains, because that could look wacky. We all yeah. look like Batman villains in, in our own right. Me, you, and Clark pretty much some, some wacky fucking features. Pretty much. Um, predictions for next week. I kind of said a couple of mine. I think that Anakin might turn bad at some point. We've been hearing Mustafar rumors. If there are Mustafar rumors, I would love to see Obi-Wan. I would love to see you and McGregor reprise that role real quick. Um, otherwise, I, I think we're going to get an entire episode of World Between Worlds and flashbacks and maybe some cuts to... Uh, what's going on with them getting Thrawn back. I could see Thrawn showing up at the end of episode five, especially I, them putting it in theaters and shit and Filoni being the writer director of this one for the first time, all series. I think we'll probably get him. I'm going to say this about Thrawn and I actually made a note of it. This is one of those things where if Thrawn had come in by episode two, I know people would have been upset that it didn't take more to get him there. Cause especially people that watch rebels and it was probably such a, Oh fuck, we got rid of this guy moment. I personally would have been one of those people who like, I'm very happy. I know people are mad Baby Yoda was just back with the Mandalorian by the beginning of Mandalorian. Yeah. Mandalorian season three would have really been a problem if we had to go get them back together. And then like people were upset by the pacing. 
with them together. So I would have loved to have seen it. So I, I, I want to get Thrawn sooner rather than later. I also really want to like Thrawn and make him my guy, especially now that Balin's obviously on his way out. You kept throwing the H word around though, and it's going to be is. hard That's, for me. I, I know, Bob, but come on. Do you really have to – can't you say anyone else? You can even say Stalin, who is an awful person in his own right. Fucking – I don't, I don't know which know. one of them was better military strategy, but that's Thrawn's thing. He's a military strategy guy. He just wins. Hitler was not a good military strategist. It just he wasn't. they were they were good. I mean, he, he had and his maybe strategist. he's not the H man. I mean, fuck, fuck him. We beat him World War Two. You know, like exactly. I'm not, I'm not riding for him. Fuck him. I'm a, I'm a World War II expert. I watched like five World War II movies and docs in like a week for some reason <laughs> around the Oppenheimer time. Yeah, I have. I do have a prediction, and this one's going to blow your mind. Um, this one, but the reason why it's because it comes from someone, Marolf two three two, and this 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 person said, you know what? I watch Rebels. On Rebels, the plan is always get captured, climb into air ducts, mess with the, <laughs> the bad guys from the inside, get out. Sabine is one hundred percent going to do that, and she knows it. She is like, you just wait until I get into those air ducts. Your robots <laughs> and lightsabers and whatever will make no difference. That's what's up here. So that's my prediction: is we got air ducts coming. Is that like? So I, I we have the the space whales, hyperspace whales. We have yep. uh, the world between worlds, and then we have the air ducts. So I'm about to get my whole rebels experience here, huh? It's Ezra more than Sabine in the air ducts, but okay. there's a lot of air duct crawling. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of which might make you like it even more. A little John McClane diehard pods, exactly. If you watch <laughs> on YouTube, there you go. Also, just a quick shout out everyone that's been with us throughout the podcast this is the 300th episode spectacular we did grow some balls and ask dave to be on it hopefully to give the listeners something back being a podcast for over 300 episodes we have 350 on the feed is a miracle i think in the niche world of nerdy shit at barstool as well the fact that dave came on the fact that dave now owns barstool again and it's not we're not just a gambling company anymore I think maybe helps us. So I'm going to say cheers to 300 more episodes as well. Goddamn right, Robert. Goddamn right. Boom. There you it's go. It's been an absolute Thank pleasure. Um, I remember us doing the end game preview, right? That yep. was a big one. That we was had like the, the second up. episode of my mom's basement ever. I think that's crazy. And that episode was back- one was Dana white and episode two was <laughs> end game preview. Then the next one was end game recap. The that's a good way to start. And I like, Hey, Dana white followed by two end game things. I, the only thing is Dana white to me, the viewership was, I was thrown off the cliff. Like a sofa basically <laughs> is when they went from Dana white to me. But I remember we were getting trig. We had the custom trig drawings for us back then. Yeah. We had us cap me as Thanos. Um, we've had so much crazy shit. We've gone through some bad content, some good content in terms of stuff we've been recapping. Uh, but it's been a blast. And honestly, the basement boys and girls have been amongst the most fun people to interact with. Cause we're all just kind of like, I, I always say when you get into the barstool world, everyone has like a very similar, just like view of the world where it's like, have some fun. Like no one has to be so yeah. serious. I think a lot of the other shows out there that do this nerdy stuff, they're a little more typical nerd and they can't really, they're a little more robotic and shit. And I kind of like that. We have some fun. There's not we're as talking. many references to the New York giants roster. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> oh my, I used to have my weekly sports take of the week. So uh, yeah. thanks to everyone. You had one, you had one this week with Dave. It was a good one with the college football stickers. That was your weekly sports take. I knew I had to rope him back in in case we were getting too nerdy for him. So I made <laughs> sure to throw a football reference in there. So that, that was a, uh, that was it. Now, that being said, now, 
I have to ask you to do this and I have to see how it's going to work. I need you to explain to me the world between worlds. Like you explained it a little bit to Dave here, but is this like, is her body there? Is her mind there? Do we know what's there or are we kind of just, it's don't even ask, just watch and enjoy. A little bit of that. Now I think her body may be there. I think I don't know how this could have happened, but maybe Anakin pulled her there because we see it, it seems like so Ahsoka and Vader have this huge fight. Twilight of the Apprentice, huge rebels fight. Seems like Ahsoka dies in this fight, goes down or whatever. And we find out later Ezra actually pulled her out of that fight into the world between worlds. So her body is physically there in that. I'll lean on Dave Filoni's description of the world between worlds here. Uh, I wrote it down and I thought about reading it to Dave, but this would have gotten a little too complicated. I think he said, it's not about time travel. He wants everyone to be very clear that this isn't just like, Oh, we're doing time travel in star Wars. Now let's go back to episode one. Let's go back to episode three. That's possible in the world between worlds because it exists beyond time and space, but it's not like you go there to travel through time or anything. He said, it's not really a thing where you go through one door and out another in a different time. The world between worlds is really about knowledge and gaining knowledge. As the Doom Wolf says, what's in there is knowledge and destruction. You can gain knowledge of the future or futures that appear, and you can see things that happened in the past. You can at times choose to alter them, but it's perilous to do so. And when you alter something that you don't know that if, if it's not the same way that it always happened, so destruction is always on the other half of what's in there. He is very of the, I don't want to define this too much for people. I don't want to say it. It's just this spiritual realm where things happen and everything comes together. That's the big thing. Everything in the Star Wars galaxy comes together in this world between worlds. Interesting. So he's kind of doing like the more pronounced visual version of uh, Doc Brown's time travel. It's like, you could go back in time, but if Biff gets the sports almanac, he's going to become a millionaire. He's going to marry your mom and could be bad. your entire family could disappear. Yeah. So very interesting. I mean, it's like, dude, this just gives me a way to get Vader in there and we could just get weird and go back yeah. to the past and without having to go through just like straight up prequel flashbacks and shit like that. Sold, Filoni, you weird. I also wish you had told Dave he always wears a cowboy's hat, a cowboy hat. I, I think I think I slipped it in there real quick, but I didn't make a big point of it. But da- that is one of the best like sneaky things about Filoni. If you don't know him, it's just like yeah, he's twenty four seven cowboy hat wear. It's like, does he live on a ranch? It's like Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, <laughs> I could. Dave, look at this fucking guy. This fucking guy's the guy in charge of Star Wars. Like, it would, what Dave if would what if I just that. became a cowboy hat wear in the office? What if I just started? I said Clemmer should be dressed like a sheriff. What if I was just like, I love Filoni. I'm wearing a cowboy hat now. Man, I really need Clemmer to dress up like a sheriff. Like, as like he needed, if he dressed up as Woody and just owned this, I which know. I wouldn't put it past Clemmer, it would be one of the more incredible. Like, at this point, just do the character. Do you think Pirate Simon wishes he dressed with that peg leg for six months yeah. or whatever and could have had I bet it? He, I, I, I bet he probably does. I guarantee he does. I guarantee yeah. he does. So, like, now the thing is, if you dress up as the sheriff, 
you're then staying on Dave's radar for the foreseeable future as Clemmer. That's the only problem. I think with that's that. so funny. I think that's such a funny in office gimmick to have. Like I want everything to just be WWF in the nineties occupational yeah. gimmicks where, you know, Frank could come in as the court clerk, like IRS with the briefcase <laughs> and like Clemmer comes in as the sheriff. Like everyone just has their old jobs. I'll come in as the chipper in my old on the border uniform, hit someone over the head with like a salsa chip bowl or something like all of this sounds funny frank actually said a great idea he was like we should do all halloween costumes in the office this year like new york office we should have a mandate you have to dress up for halloween I was like, I, hey, that's a great idea especially because i'll be on vacation i, I love that idea actually. <laughs> no, I actually first like of all up. i could be the pool man like that's what i was you know i worked at my dad's pool store that's kind of a porn thing though the pool guy that's kind of like. cool though you have the net Boom, yeah, get someone exactly. like with a net, drag him in, like Bo Peep when, uh, in Toy Story 4 when she's kind of badass. Yep, exactly. I, I, I like that idea. And I like the idea of like, we're basically turning to everything KFC hated about The Office. Like, I know we have like a lottery pool. Now we're going to have some Halloween costumes. Halloween and it's the was fun around. the first year in New York, though. You remember that? That was Dude. fun. YP dressing as Fat Dave for the infamous so picture funny. was yeah. one of the best costumes I've ever seen in my life. I actually, that showed up on some feed relatively recently i just started cracking up so the next I'm year down. he was dave from ko barstool and i dressed as the lady screaming at him <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had the hat i had the, the purple scarf like it could be fun you know we could make it not lame we have we already have our costume, your costume and boom we have our costume at the casa de clown it sounds like sienna was gonna do uh winnie the pooh stuff so she's gonna be piglet with a friend but then we're like well we can't do like a family costume huh because aj wanted to be donkey kong and those are two separate universes but then aj goes oh no i could be tigger i act like tigger i'm like yeah you do dude so he's <laughs> gonna be tigger i'm gonna be winnie because obviously i am the human winnie the pooh and my wife's gonna be kanga i think that's the mom whichever one's the mom kanga oh, or yeah. So we're going to do that. I'm going to wear it to the Giants-Jets game on the 29th. We're going to have a costume oh, really? party there. Love and then that. if I come in the office to 31st. Uh, but Robbie won't be there. So all this is for now. I don't think I'll be there, which does suck because I actually do love dressing up for Halloween. I still got my Loki costume and everything, my variant jacket. Oh, I could bust good. that out or something. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to be on vacation during that time. So we'll see. I got a good hashtag for the episode if you want, for people that made Ooh, it really to this. Of course, yeah. Hashtag Darth Portnoy. Oh, Perfect. That's perfect. And that, that was kind of a thing that was a long running narrative on this podcast. Like, do we compare Dave to the empire? I think he would <laughs> like that, but we don't know if he would not like that confirmation. Oh yeah. Full, full, you know, permission to compare Dave to, to Darth Vader at any time. I like power. I'm like, Oh Dave, you're, you're haters. Are <laughs> all, right. All, right, all right. He's like, I, I like immense power. He said something like that. I was like, all right, that sounds like dark side Dave coming out. What, what's going on here? I've seen the I've seen the federal offense, Dave. We knew that already. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, all right. On that note, we're gonna call an end to the 300th episode spectacular. If you've been with us since episode one, thank you. If you've been with us since episode 299, thank you. If this is your first episode of My Mom's Basement, which it may be for many of you, uh, thank you for you guys as well. We'll see you next week for another Ahsoka recap. And if episode five is anything like what they're saying, it's gonna be like going to want to see this one.